Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Well, I have to say, I think our podcast has to set the record for most different places recorded at. Period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and not just like either of us have a job where we travel. You know, so that doesn't count. Like, mo- yeah, you know, I feel like it, it's definitely going to have to between here and then my former place and Boyasco's and and my parents' house to you know, uh, the the Corkport and Eddie's mm-hmm. and then your parents' and so it's like. Well, let's not forget Vetter's basement, the original. Oh yeah, the original. I forget about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But I yes, do. now I'm coming live from my parents' basement. Fucking a. How about there we go that and there the one <laughs> oh shit yeah it already it already cut out on us here. um you ready let's do it Buster Boys, episode 117. My name is Brett Jagger, along with, I got nothing right now, Beaumont Rand. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. I was, I was going to say I am nothing right now, but, you know, I guess oh. I could be nothing. I could, I, could be, I could be in the nether between nothing and something. Yeah, but, like, the, the, the feeling that you're, yeah, that, 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 that you're both somebody and nobody uh, simultaneously is a beautiful thing, I have there to say. Go. Getting existential right off the bat. Getting, well, getting a, little, getting a little cross-eyed. Well, if you just heard the cold open, one reason I had nothing is I already had to change locations yet again from uh, yes. my parents' basement to now what used to be my mother's sewing room when we were growing up and now is served as like a bedroom for my niece and nephew. Um, yeah. But this definitely seems to be going a lot smoother here. So I think we've uh, we'll be able to get this done tonight. It is good to be back. Sorry mm-hmm. again, we are still kind of inconsistent with the recordings, but uh, mm-hmm. hopefully now. So I have officially moved home, and home mm-hmm. meaning in the childhood home I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I'm 35 and unemployed, but hey, things are looking up. I've got a wonderful girlfriend in my life, and uh, you know it was just time for a second reset this year. So yeah, uh, yeah, you know. here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, d- double reset. You know, you you're, yeah. you're, you're you might as well call yourself a Super Nintendo. Hey, uh, and I played a lot of that in this here house. Growing that's up. awesome. That was the first system I ever got. No, that was the first one that I really remember too. Like yeah. I have like much more like anytime i see a super nintendo thing i identify with it way more than like your classic nintendo stuff i mean that's like do you remember the 80s which like i don't remember the 80s yeah i mean i was two yeah at best one two something like that at best yeah we never mm-hmm. owned a nes but obviously had played them you know at other people's houses and whatnot so yeah i was definitely a super nintendo kid yeah and then what was was like n64 next yes it goes okay. n64 gamecube we we you switch so yeah i stopped it in terms of nintendo 64 yeah. was the last one and then well, i got well, like a ps1 
two and three. And well, I think well, and see, Sony makes it easy on you. You know, they just go one, two, three, four, yeah. five. Yeah, and then Xbox, Xbox, I believe, is Xbox. There's Xbox, Xbox 360, 360 and then Xbox, Xbox One. And then Xbox Series X. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Oh, uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, the Xbox Series X. So that's the current one. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, now, so was the, there would there have been anything in between like N64 and PS? Or I guess I didn't even have a PS1. I think I went just two. Yeah, the N64 and PS1 were peers, and then okay. the game, and then the GameCube, that, PS2, and then, that makes well, the, sense. Yeah, and then I think the Xbox was yeah the Xbox was there with the PS2, GameCube, and also the Dreamcast. Can't forget that. Yeah, and what Se- about the, the Sega Saturn and Sega CD? I think those are. I think those might be with the like, colleagues with the PS1, like the first CD right. con. Because you remember your PS1 um, video games had like a black back. Of the CD of the CD ROM. Oh yeah, because yeah. they had the cover originally, and then you turn around in outside of like the more reflective rainbow material, it was like just jet black. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, I guess I was Super Nintendo, N sixty four, PS two, PS three, and that's yeah. as far as I got. What about you in terms of consoles owned? Oh no. Oh yeah. Um, Super Nintendo sixty four. Um, I'm pretty much all Nintendo all the way up to the Switch. I've only, I've okay. known people who've had Switches, but I haven't owned a Switch myself. They're pretty tight. Um, and then I PlayStation. Would, I would love. I mean, granted, I don't play video games ever yeah. anymore. But and, and then and then I see PS three. But we've had I've had PS one, two, and four, and then never owned any Xbox. Yeah, never, yeah, yeah. So Xbox is not has been the one that is it. And like PlayStation, both sort of have the same third party stuff that I want to play. But like, if it's Xbox, it's like, do you want to play like Halo? And I've never really been interested in Halo or anything like that. Never watched yeah. the show on Paramount plus. <laughs> yeah. I was always just like a Halo adjacent. Like my friends in high yeah. school played it like before it was Halo one. And this was before Xbox live. We actually did have like a legit land party with like, Oh yeah. No, Xbox I've had, I, I, like I, I've had all hooked of on the same network. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've, I've had, um, I've had plenty of those. Do you play any video games currently? No, um, but um, I'm going to be getting a PS5 for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which comes out on Leap Day 2024. But but yeah, you know, kind of whenever the weather kind of really starts turning cold, um, that's what I'm going to do it. I've kind of actually been like lately, like scoping out how much it is. You know, my my big debate right now is um, do I want to buy one that is $100 less and has um, it doesn't have a CD-ROM? so you can just download games and then okay. and i believe that one is sorry i'm i'm, I'm kind of making sure i got my my my, my hey, you're good right. you're good brother we're oh, just the, here the, so your digital console is four hundred dollars and then your um normal ps5 with cd-rom is five hundred dollars oh they have a final fantasy 16 bundle 509 yeah i, I mean i may do that because i'll probably play final fantasy 16 between now and then Oh, so yeah. it would come with yeah. Final Fantasy 16. Because yeah. for some reason, I remember before I did this research, I thought I was like, oh, it's like $700, like some big, nasty investment. But uh, but no, like it, it seems a little better than that. So it, it depends whether I want the digital edition, which the digital edition would probably make more sense for me just because I'm not going to play games that much. Like I'm not going to just, you know, I don't know if I could justify the extra $100 for the hours that I will put into it, but we shall see. Yep. Video games. Did you hear me? 
Yeah, it cut out there briefly, but I think we're definitely in much better shape here than we were before. It, that's it, for it sure. Was, it, it was a good, when are you was planning a good to get a PS5? Uh, probably October. You know, probably October or, or okay. November. Like I said, when, when the weather really kind of turns cold. So September being insanely almost over half over now. Um, yeah, it'll probably yeah. be sometime in mid October. So, so what you're you know, when I, so what you're saying is we could still do the fight forever thing. Oh, we could. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I could download that game or, or something like that. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. That's definitely in the, definitely in the cards. Obviously, but, uh, but... We're, obviously we're not in the same city anymore, but I'll certainly be visiting Louisville a good amount. And uh, yeah, I think yeah, we... we should still do that. Yeah, no, I think we should. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to do, to do it um in the next month i know like for example my cousin chris had like hit me up about going to see fish um mm -hmm. in nashville uh the first full week no is it the first full yes the first full weekend in october which will be my fall break october 6th 7th and 8th but like yeah i kind of like turned that down a little bit just i was gonna because... say did you not get your fill of fish last year or I whatever did, I, the I, hell I, it was when you went <laughs> you know shows. i did i did and, and like i was just sort of like okay that's gonna be a pretty expensive trip and easily yeah. that money could go toward this ps5 that like mm -hmm. i have to have for for rebirth so yeah. and i mean i know that's a long way away but i definitely want to get it nailed down before christmas like October oh, yeah. or November. Like I do not want to like fuck with availability on Christmas and then oh, no. potentially fuck up my chance of playing this game at lunch. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Le yeah, leap leap day uh leap day 2024. Um well, There you go. I'm already I, I I teach school that day. I think that's a Thursday. I'm already um coming up. I'm already going to find a way out of it somehow. <laughs> somehow. You hear, yeah, you hear yeah. that? I lead yeah, well, uh, some of my students have scoped this thing out too. Oh, so, you told you know, me that. Yeah, yeah. they did. Well, oh, yeah. The current ones, you mean? Yeah, the, yeah, the current yeah. ones. The current ones are voyeurist, those little, you know. Yeah, quit being yeah. dicks, you kids. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> treat, Mr. <laughs> treat Mr. Rand with respect, damn it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you wouldn't like me to name names because I can name names right off the top of my head right now. <laughs> we can name names, you little fuckers. <laughs> Oh, uh, please show this to your parents. Oh, shit. But anywho, well, uh, that'd be, does seem the, it'd be the, better than the like audio, whenever, I got, whenever I got bitched the about the quality here won't be perfect. Yeah, you know, like whenever I signed this like relatively <laughs> tame book, and then yeah, I got got yet had had a nice um, oh yeah experience. So whatever. You gotta love that. Well, uh, I do. Hey, yeah. the uh, the quality here may be a bit spotty. Where uh, I'm in a new spot, still getting my shit settled. But uh, we did get a Wi-Fi extender that hasn't been set up yet, so hopefully it'll be smoother after this. But it is good to be back again after a couple weeks off. Uh, I guess we didn't really tell anyone since we haven't really been too active on Twitter that we were actually at Dynamite this past week in Cincinnati. So we will be talking about that here shortly and uh we haven't been with been back since all out so we'll talk no. a little all out we'll save that for the end just kind of go through it um but i figure uh it is now uh we are two weeks into the nfl season three weeks into the college season we kind of always talk a little football here in the intro yeah, we'll so we'll uh catch up. let's do we'll it we'll start with we'll start with college since since that's a little more positive at the moment, um, yeah, 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 a little Louisville more three and zero, and yeah, uh, Louisville a, a, three a, and zero, and you were at the game uh, 
this past week in uh, Lucas Oil Field against Indiana. How was that? Yeah, a really fun environment. Louisville fans actually outnumbered Indiana fans, but I think for IU, their football's an afterthought. But, you know, it was fun. I mean, the first half we get up 21 to nothing and look like we're about to run train on these guys and then um, – <laughs> And then kind of kind of took the foot off the gas and um, fell victim to an onside kick straight out, out of halftime. And that took the win out of the sales and they didn't recover and almost lost. Had to take a fourth down stand, not on the goal line, but I think on like the five it's or like the six. Fourth and... Yeah. Yeah, it was it – was, it, it, um, so, no, the, the, the team outside of Murray State, which kind of doesn't count, hasn't really put together a good 40 minutes, so – We'll see, you know, but, but yet, you know, kind of, I still feel like I have the same like expectations or just general knowledge about this team, you know, three weeks into the season that I had preseason. I mean, we seem to have good skill players, good running back, you know, some really great wide receivers inconsistent quarterback play, but like, you know, I still don't feel like I, I can like with what I've seen, like really sort of project like, oh yeah, I think we'll be competitive against Notre Dame or I think we can, you know, because the back half of our schedule is full of ranked teams yeah. that are Dame and Duke and Miami and, and all that. And Kentucky who's and still looks pretty good. So like, I feel like I just don't know still, you know, cause we haven't really put together a good 40 minutes against yeah. a really quality opponent. And we play Boston college this week. Who's kind of not really a quality opponent, even though they took Florida state down to it. So hopefully we win that, but yeah, they gave Florida state a game. They did, and um, yeah, they. Um, I think the real telling moment will be the, um, the following. Uh, so the um, the Friday right before uh, the weekend before I go on fall break, the last Friday in September, it's a game at NC State on a Friday night, which is totally a game mm. we normally lose. So, so that'll be the one that yeah. I feel like is really is really telling about how good this team is. I mean, if we lose to Boston College, that'd be really telling about how not good this team is. But yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, it's, they, they, it's, yeah. it's still better to be three and O than not, you know, even though oh, yeah, kind of, you know, I wouldn't say underwhelmed cause they've gotten the W's, but you know, the two, the Georgia tech and Indiana games, you know, we're both a little too close for comfort. You oh know, yeah. It, it, it has but, not been a, it has not been a very feel good three and O it's been a very yeah. like somewhat tepid three and O where everyone's been pretty dialed into, you know, uh, just kind of where things need to go. And I think it just, you know, the quarterback plays very like obvious, you know, um, you know, for people, it's a, a pretty big, easy target for people to kind of latch on to and be like, here's where our problems are. But it's also true. You know, he's a, a, a bit inconsistent, uh, but he, I think he played generally overall a pretty good game. I think our defense was kind of what was really lacking in just the second half, but anywho. Ugh. Yeah. Bad. Well, uh, yeah, well, uh, what do you think about Coach Prime? Oh man, <laughs> you know I actually kind of love it. Like, yeah, like I'm not annoyed by it, and I think the people who are who are really mad about it are like the people who are getting suckered by this whole thing. You know, they're the people who are getting suckered into this constant like media coverage, just churning out articles, um, all this you know constant like little stuff about him, about like you know a coach talking shit you know, or saying something. And then like, there's a zillion articles about it. And then like they interview Dion about it and then they interview the players about it. But Hey, I will say that get that game backed it the fuck up, you know, backed up that backed up. It all was the awesome. Hype, yeah. That had been coming for the first yeah. two weeks, a big rivalry game. And uh, I mean, Colorado state used mm -hmm. to be, and you the know, shit like talk ahead of time too. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I mean, I remember Colorado State first, like whenever I first got into college football, they were like a very common Louisville Bowl opponent. You know, when Louisville was winning Conference USA, they were winning like the WAC or the Big West or whatever they were in. And they would always play in like the Liberty Bowl. Um, and those were always really, really good games. You know, they, they were always really, you know, and so, and then kind of after that, they sort of disappeared. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, damn, I mean, that, 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 that game really delivered. And I mean, Colorado state has been like actually legitimately pretty bad for the last few years and we're like three and nine, four and eight, you know, maybe a two and 10 in there bad. So for them to like kind of show up and make it a game, especially after like the target was on them after their coach just kind of said that and then the, then it was yep. just completely amplified i mean for them to back it up and make it a good game i mean was pretty was remarkable in and of itself but then colorado to to do what they needed to do to win it also very remarkable their best player goes out but but yeah i mean i'm here for it i mean i'm you know it's it's as kind of annoying as the coach prime saturation can be and as like easy it is <laughs> yeah. to feel very cynical about it it's still a lot of fun yeah, I'm with you, man. As someone who yeah. has not really been too much into college football these yeah. last few years, and yeah, it's definitely too much. You know, it, the coverage is nonstop. You know, all the pregame shows, everything. But I'm with you. I got home from a wedding that night and flipped the game. Well, we did a little, some stuff beforehand. Flipped the game on, and it was pro- probably watched like the whole fourth quarter and overtime. And I wouldn't yeah. have done that otherwise. I wouldn't have given a shit otherwise. But it's oh like, yeah, and, you and for a shit ten- talk ahead of time. Oh yeah, and a 10 p.m. kickoff in the uh, in the Eastern time zone. I mean, that's a fucking tough sell too. Because yeah. usually your big game's like a seven or an eight. But like to like you know do that, and I believe. Um, Big noon is 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 once again coming. Um, I don't know if it's going to be in Boulder, but they're covering their game against Oregon. That I believe oh, is yeah. going to be a true big noon noon kickoff. Which I believe that would be if it's in Boulder, a 10 a.m. kickoff. If it's is, in Oregon, that'd be a 9 a.m. kickoff. Is that this? Is that this weekend? I believe so. Okay. Um, let me let me make. I did, yeah, I remembered seeing that was coming up, but yeah. Sep- like, yep, September September twenty third. And what is the game time? Oh, no, so it's at one thirty. Uh, I'm wrong here. So it's it's one thirty Mountain Time or one thirty um, Pacific Time. I believe that's what it is. Okay. But their their game against USC is the one that Big Noon is coming to. So I'm wrong. Forget what I just said. <laughs> but yeah, that Big Noon game is kicking off at ten a.m. That's hilarious. So, yeah, yeah, could you imagine? But, yeah, you're right. They've backed it up. That game was so entertaining. Like you, I'm here for it. I know we've been joking about it a lot off air, of course. Um, but, yeah. like, the circus, you know, the circus, I'm not, you know, whatever about, like, the whole media circus and the nonstop coverage. But, like you said, they're delivering. It's entertaining. And it's gotten me a little bit more interested in the college. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how uh, old CP continues uh, through this season. Yeah, no, we'll definitely see how it goes because yeah, it is definitely well probably the most fascinating thing. Like the biggest thing college football goes for. Yes, we should talk about the shitty Bengals. I barely watched some of that. I mean, I watched kind of the first half, and then I was pretty (laughs) just sort of like just discouraged, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna kind of tune in and out of it, and it just yeah. I mean, at least the offense looked a lot better, but yeah, I mean, I think this, yeah. 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 
Burrow played a hell of a lot better in the second half. Obviously, he had that key interception like right at the end zone. But yeah, I mean, he's still he's hurt. You know, he was limping at the end of the game. So that's definitely a concern. Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, we started 0-2 last year and still ended up in the AFC Championship. But two division losses like that right out of the gate. Obviously, the Browns game was just one of the worst football games of the Joe Burrow era, absolutely, yeah. probably oh, the worst Bengals game. Like, that was horrible. Yeah. Um, this week, the first half was pretty similar, but not quite as bad. And second half, they looked a lot better. But, right, yeah, it's definitely a concern, especially with Burrow's calf. You know, he may not be 100% all year. I mean, who really knows? That definitely seems to be something that's lingering. He hasn't been moving exactly. around yeah. quite as well. Mm-hmm. It would not shock me if he does not play Monday night, which would be a shame because it's the Super Bowl rematch from two years ago against the Rams. Obviously, we don't want to go 0-3, so um, hopefully he can get out there, but it wouldn't shock. I think looking back on it, it's tough to say, you know, especially right when you sign him to the biggest contract ever. Oh, he's not playing week one. But in hindsight – Maybe that would have been the best move. Obviously, now we know they got smoked anyway, but who knows? It's uh, it's concerning, and I'm uh, not thrilled about it, but I certainly ain't writing them off yet because we know what this team has done, is capable of. It's the same coaching staff for five straight years, essentially. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, definitely very, very concerning. It is. Well, it's it's the same thing that we found ourselves in last year, but it feels different. You know, like it feels definitely like the problem on offense just seems just to kind of run a lot deeper. You know, it wasn't like, oh, Joe Burrow threw five interceptions in the first game. We missed a bunch of field goals like we did against the Steelers. It seems like Mm -hmm. a little bit more systemic here. Um, So so I don't know. Um, But, yeah, definitely um, like the second half looked a lot better. And I mean, I guess gradually the team has improved if you look from like the Browns game to the first half, the Ravens game to the second half. But I mean, it's. Not yeah, I mean it's needs to you know improve a lot more gradually. Um, if you know we're gonna like dig ourselves out of this hole, and um, yeah, I, I remember, and we started off last year zero and three in the division. I actually looked that up the other day because I was like, oh, you know, like last year I felt like we started off like zero and two in the division, and then I remember yeah we dropped their you know the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. So, um. There's still definitely hope for it, but but yeah, I mean the problems feel a lot more systemic, so it's a little more unsettling this year for it to happen again. Yeah, did you? Hear yeah, me? you cut out a little bit there on me, but I got the gist of it for sure. Uh, it, okay. Yeah, it, it's hard to say that it's a must-win game in Week Three, but this might be a, might be a must-win game, especially pretty, if Morrow is playing. I mean, pretty, you know, you oh yeah, expect, pretty pretty close to it at home know. and they, stuff. They need to yeah. win. <laughs> yes they do it's at home monday night you know he's got an extra day of rest you know so hoping for the best but i don't think we need to say too too much else about that any uh any other nfl uh things you want to touch on here from these first two weeks that's about all i've got off the top of my head you know other than um yeah that's about it Attention, fantasy football fanatics. As we're in the midst of the season, don't neglect. Fuck. See, it's weird because the draft already happened. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. Um, all right, fuck it. All right, let me redo it. Attention, fantasy football fanatics. As as we're in the midst of the season, don't for, don't neglect the most important draft pick of all, your game balls. We all know how injuries can ruin a season, so let Manscaped take care of that Reggie Bush of yours with skin-safe <laughs> technology. This should guarantee you have a smooth ride into the playoffs. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their Performance Package 4.0, and it's time for you to do the same. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB. Tell them more. All right. Inside their performance package 4.0, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear, nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, Paul deodorant, crop provider toner, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel bag. We love the shed. Slotted at quarterback, more or wide receiver, more or less. We have the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, and even your A-gap. Uh, this fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, which can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. And it also has a 4,000K LED spotlight brighter than Bryce Young's future in the end zone, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The performance package 4.0 also, it's got the weed whacker, the ultimate flex. Watch it run through the ear and nose hairs like Aaron Donald runs through your favorite quarterback. The weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 oh, no. motor power. Too close. Yeah, no. 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer has, provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive holes. And don't forget to use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant in their Crop Reviver to help your little benchwarmers be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Who's the commissioner now? Call me to action. Okay. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BBB at manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip on your pigskin this season with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Okay, well, this is kind of fucked. Uh, let's talk uh, AEW Dynamite. Let's do it. Yeah, um, let's do it. What, what, what day was that? That would have been... All right. Let's jump into AEW Dynamite from last Wednesday, September 13th, live here in, well, I'm in Edgewood, Kentucky, but close enough to Cincinnati, Ohio mm -hmm. at the Heritage Bank Center. So I admittedly have lost count on how many Dynamites I've been to, but I think mm -hmm. it's at least 12. And I would yeah, you... say that this was by far the least attended Dynamite that I have ever been Oh, to. yeah, yeah. And then like... I didn't want to kind of like really harp on it to like 
emit bad vibes while I was there, but like man, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was like, well, because we were on we were on the camera side, but like on the side, you know, facing away from the camera, it was very very Desolate. sparse. It did yeah. fill in a little bit, but yeah, like beginning of the night, like during the dark matches and like the earlier part of the show, there were like a small smattering of people in like the top three rows. And uh -huh. by, you know, by the end, what would you say? That whole side was what? Maybe 15% full top. Yeah. 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 Very, very, very thin. And like, you know, and I kept wondering too, I was like how they're shooting it. Cause they're clearly probably favoring our side, you know, shooting it to where you can see a crowd, but, Oh, obviously. But yeah. yeah. It, it, and I mean, I guess coming off of a pay-per-view without like any sort of storylines really kind of, you know, paper like like two pay-per-views that really seem to kind of bring some storylines to kind of an end or kind of a reset point. Um, I guess it makes sense, you know. Like I'm try I tried to rationalize that in my head, but but damn, yeah, you know, and like I've seen people on the internet they'll be like, Oh, no one goes to dynamite, dirt, 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 dirt. Yeah. And like I kind of just didn't really believe them because I think it was just sort of like the ratings debate or or any sort of little like, you know, um, like 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 to me meaningless kind of thing you know in the age of streaming and stuff mm -hmm. in the in the age of you don't really have to do a lot to get instant access to this stuff but but yeah no it was pretty like whoa you know so hopefully hopefully that that, that changes for them because I thought this was a pretty good show i'll tell it was yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> the crowd was good you know the people that were there cage match i don't know how accurate these are but what did it say how many people were there sorry i just had it pulled up uh, 2,667. And I feel like they're usually like four, five, six thousand, you know? Right. So. Well, 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 and coming off of Wembley, too, which is the most high, the, the highest attended wrestling event ever, like it's kind of like a real yin and yang with this. So, well, it's hard so to I don't yeah. know if you saw, it just came out a few days ago that apparently the actual number of fans that attended was like 72,000 and change. Okay. So I guess the 81 was like paid attendance. So the jokes have been that Tony Khan bought 10,000 tickets himself, yeah. which oh, wow. very, which very well may be true. Yeah. And that, so Osprey got a tattoo and it's his only tattoo. Like with, I can't, it's like the coordinates, like the, you know, North, South, East, West of Wembley. And it had that like 81,000 number and he oh, was God, like what fucking pissed off. Yeah. No, <laughs> which I would be too. too. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you would. I guess you hadn't seen that at all. It just came no, out a few days ago. But. Yeah, no, no, that's something I ha I hadn't seen. I must have looked past it. Wow. So kind of a shitty thing for aid. I mean, I get it. It's wrestling, you know, like at WrestleMania three at the Pontiac Silverdome when they said they had ninety three thousand, it was like seventy. You know, yeah. this has always kind of happened in wrestling, but <clears throat> it is a disappointment. You know, I, you know, they did. You know, they covered themselves when they, they did say paid attendance, you know, when they announced that number. Uh, but I guess the actual numbers, I think it was through the Wrestling Observer, you know, came out and it was like 72,000 and change, which certainly is nothing to uh, bat your eye at. Yeah, but, nothing uh, to balk at, but yeah. You but know. yeah, kind of a bit of a shame. But yeah, yeah. It, it is a bit of a shame. But I mean, still, I think my point stands like just kind of the the dissonance just between like that highly attended event and, and, and this. And I think maybe it's just kind of, maybe they're just in sort of a lull and this dynamite didn't really seem that important or wasn't really built. It's like a big thing. Like MJF didn't really show up. Yeah. He wasn't, he was only on video, but yeah, I, yeah. honestly, I think this may be somewhat of a trend. I know when collision was starting, like a lot of those shows were not very well attended, you know, after the first one in Chicago and some of the others. So, yeah. 
was talking about this in like the text group I have with Azar, Tom, and happy birthday, Tom. Today happy is birthday, high five Tom. Tom's yes. birthday. And yeah, if we I'll were live it. right now, I know he would be watching. So oh, here, I'm, I'm going to text him happy birthday right now. We fucking love you, Tom. Um, and JCB, the three of or the four of us, like I made the point. I'm like, I think part of it is now they just have way too much content. Yeah. You know, they have three TV shows. Rampage is already kind of, I don't want to say meaningless, but a bit of an afterthought. Yeah, yeah, it's an addendum. Too much know? content. Yeah. The product itself is kind of plateaued in the yeah. last year to, you know, last year for sure, I would say, uh, you know, since the all out brawl out. Yeah. And, you know, I that's kind of my two main points of it. And just they haven't really, you know, the wrestling itself has always been great. You know, and it's always better than WWE, you know, total in a vacuum. It is higher quality wrestling. But Mm -hmm. I can't remember if we talked about this, but JCB and I last or a couple episodes ago, we did on the Phoenix Splash. We kind of ranked all the wrestling promotions of this year. And we both had WWE ahead of AEW, which is fucking crazy. And you know who would love that by God? And I haven't talked to this guy or heard from him in a while is good old Bishop would love yeah, to, would love to hear that. I admitted that WWE is better than AEW, right. but I think part of it, yeah, I'll let you chime in, but part of it for me is I'm not overexposed to WWE. I pick and choose what I, I pretty much watch raw most weeks, but not every week. And then I'll kind of pick and choose an NXT match here or there, usually with Ilya Dragunov because he's the fucking man. And SmackDown, you know, I'll watch matches or segments, rarely the whole show. Um, so I kind of, I don't watch it all the time. Raw is generally pretty damn enjoyable. And we've covered, I think, every pay-per-view this year, and they've all been above yeah. average to good to great, you know? So, and, AED, and they do typically and obviously the bloodline stuff kind of carried it but have more just structured out stories whereas aew it's more about the match which you know Mm -hmm. i fucking love a good match but i think the lack of stories overall has really kind of hurt them a little bit in terms of just a broader fan oh yeah well well nothing like like the bloodline storyline has really reached kind of just the zenith yeah, um, it's, this year it's that, definitely that, that, yeah, past that, its prime, for lack of a better term. Now, but it was so fucking good. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, just kind of you know, it, it, like reaching that 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 high point this year, like AEW. There's really hasn't been anything that's come close. Even though the MJF stuff is good. Yeah. Um. It, it it's just not all the way there. Uh, you know, and I like, and we'll yeah. get to it. I like what they're doing with like the hangman and swerve thing is a fresh new storyline that's developing um so that's good obviously we've got the whole emergence of Takeshita and Callus. that certainly intrigues me and now we'll get into it going after Kota Ibushi which I fucking love so I'm feeling encouraged now in a in a post CM Punk what shit have we even recorded since he got fired no we have oh my god ah he got fired Oh, fuck. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, That's pretty tight. But, you know, this is, I think, kind of a new era of AEW. All that is behind you now. You know, obviously, Punk did some great things there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, The MJF feud being the top of that. Um, But I'm not going to rehash my feelings about him. I'm glad he's gone. Um, And All Out, I thought, was pretty damn spectacular. The two dynamite since all out. I very much enjoyed. Um, so I'm I'm certainly encouraged. But yeah, 
you know, attendance, you know, they're going to sell out uh, Arthur Ashe this weekend. But again, I just think they have so many live shows now uh, that they're just not going to be pulling, you know, five, six thousand at all of these. Right. But, and, and, and and like Dynamite was always sort of like, you, you know, you got to watch that to see the story go exactly. on. Exactly. And now there's just like a lot of, you know, like that was appointment viewing. And now it's just kind of. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a little bit more spread thin all over the place and harder to keep track of. And I just don't think they have the the infrastructure or the or the organization to really just kind of like have those two shows and, mm-hmm. and, and get people in to watch them. Because like now with CM Punk on, there's less of a brand split between. And, and, and religion, that's yeah. a big star you've lost who's going to bring people in the building. No mm-hmm. doubt about it, whether you like him or not, he's going to bring people in the building. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I as a fan, I'm not too concerned about the attendance. I'm more concerned of are you putting to get putting out a good quality product? And to me, these last few weeks certainly have been. So yeah, but let's get into it. So we kicked off with Cincinnati's own Jim Moxley defeating Big Bill with Ricky Starks in 11 minutes 27 seconds. And you know what? I'm gonna say it. This was my match of the night. Was it? Um, I think just the crowd was so hot for Moxley, obviously. Um, you know, they've Blackpool Combat Club's been kind of more heelish lately, but they were definitely baby faces that night. Mm-hmm. Moxley certainly bled early. I don't know. You know, as I was thinking, like, the, there are three matches that I had. I had this at four stars. I had Cage and Hangman at four stars. And I had Samoa Joe and Strong at 375. So, like, three, yeah. we got three very quality matches. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think this was the best match, but this was just the one I enjoyed the most. You know, I kudos to Big Bill. Honestly, mm-hmm. the guy, you know, he fell off the radar for a while, leaving WWE. I know he had some, I think, some alcohol drug related issues. I, I don't want to speculate what I know he had something going on. So I'm happy to yeah. see him doing doing good things here in AEW, being a monster, getting showcased. I thought he looked really great in this match. You know, got some near falls on Mox towards the end, and he ended up kind of choke. I can't remember exactly. He countered into the triangle choke, which ended up tapping him out. It was a nice transition. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, man, I uh, I had a heck of a time with this match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, this was. I mean, this was. I remember whenever you um, said you're like, they'll probably start off with Mox to get the crowd behind him, and and they did. And I thought it that got was, the that was, show off on a great tone. You know, it got did. The, it crowd, did. the small but mighty crowd was. Hot oh, it did. From the and it gave them a lot of time. And Big Bill was great. You know, Big Bill just kind of remind. You know, he has like that WWE just kind of kind of style even though like we debated his height that he's more like six nine than like seven yeah. foot as they you still him. can't teach that though no you still can't <laughs> teach it um but yeah no it was a real like you know it was just a really exciting match you know just kind of buoyed by the crowd's enthusiasm um and we had starks yeah. kind of getting involved i think oh, he yeah. pushed mox off the rope at yeah. one point and, and then and we just had being, a just bit being of a fun to watch in general with, with danielson coming out because i know he's yep. like more of a He's so in the absence of Punk, who definitely had some like creative control over Collision. Danielson seemingly has kind of slid into that spot, yeah, and like really taking some creative ownership over Collision, which interests me. And I did watch it last week, and it was great. Yeah. But I know he'd kind of said, "I'm going to be on Saturdays now." So I, for one, was surprised to see him come out, and that made the crowd hot because, of course. Those two Starks and Danielson coming off that awesome strap match at All Out, which was my match of the night that night. 
Um, and then they are now, so then Big Bill and Danielson defeated, uh, or excuse me, Big Bill and Starks defeated Danielson and Claudio on collision, mm. actually. Oh, really? After wow. a low blow, but they still got the win. And afterwards, Starks challenged Danielson to a Texas death match next week on collisions. So that, that should fun. be a, something else to keep your eye out for. Yes. But yeah, great start to the show here. Again, got the crowd hot. Um and Moxley with the no surprise win, mm-hmm. and he will defend um, in two days against Ray Phoenix at Grand Slam, which he will win, but should be a whale of a match. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, I definitely think it should be. No, I'm fucking excited for that. Might have to tune into a clip. We may just have to do a straight up collision review. On these <laughs> yeah, days. We, we did one. Right, I'm, I think we the covered fir- one. Collision. Yeah, we covered first one. Yeah, we may just have to d- double it down or something. No, it wasn't the first because remember I stopped watching the first because I got so pissed about oh, CM, CM Punk. Punk. But yeah, there yeah. was one of the episodes we had covered. I, it was one that had like the Owen Hart Cup matches. I'm pretty regardless. Right. Um. It's and I, that's something else. Like I haven't watched. I haven't watched every Collision. I've probably seen less than half of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh. But you know, it was good this sun sat this past Saturday, and you know we'll see. But uh, next there was the promo backstage. With Roderick Strong and the Kingdom with Renee and Cole showed up t- talking about how Sano- Samoa Joe could break his neck, just kind of building towards the main event here. And Cole really kind of being in the middle of all of this still. And yeah. we'll see uh, at the end of the show as well. So then we get the old Dan Callish drone. Oh, I want to see what I want to see what song that is. If it's like on a Spotify, <laughs> AEW if, I hope so. Very, yeah. very nice uh, to the ear holes for sure. Yeah. Oh, I would imagine. Um, but Mr. Callis claimed he was here to uh, reveal his newest masterpiece, which yeah. I fucking love. Um he well let's we already talked about it the new he, they're going after abushi they unveiled the painting what well, it was like they had like a sword going down on him i can't remember exactly what it looked like um but they had the screwdriver poked into uh abushi well, yeah abushi's head yeah yeah um, stabbed him stabbed him yeah so they said they're gonna spill they're gonna butcher him skin him and burn him they're gonna spill abushi's blood in the ring and Omega will be watching at home, helpless, like the pathetic cuck that he yeah. is. Pathetic cuck. That one definitely uh, was very funny and didn't yes. expect to hear that. But um, yeah, so I, for one, am very excited about this. Granted, we have seen probably 60 to 65% of the best of Ibushi in mm-hmm. his two matches. You know, he's clearly not in great shape, ring rust. So I'm hoping with this that I would love to see him get some like tune-up matches on Dynamite or Collision just to the guy needs to knock the rust off still. He does. No yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I would hope that he's been training a lot behind the scenes. He, he definitely looked a lot better um, in the second match at All In as opposed to the one at was it Double or Nothing, I think. Um, yeah, it was. So but yeah, these two guys, you know, both came up in DDT. Kenny and Kota were both kind of mentors to mm-hmm. Takeshita. So obvious, you know, he already knocked off Omega. Now he's going for the other one. So mm-hmm. I love it. And I mean, we both we talked, I think, off air or excuse me, at the show and, you know, not at the show, just 
the building and presentation of Takeshita has been outstanding. I mean, yeah. they've taken their time with it. And now that he's turned heel, he's got callus. He's got a real direction. He's got the huge win over Omega. And you said it yourself. I had said it before, too. This man is going to be AEW champ in the next two years. Yeah, yeah, pretty quickly. And, like, he's definitely, like, the one person in this company that I think is on the rise really, really fast. No doubt. Who's yeah. kind of, I'm not going to say homegrown because he's been in DDT for many, many years, even though I think he's still only, like, 27. Like, he's yeah, yeah. still really young, young. for wrestling. Um, but for an American audience, he's definitely an AEW homegrown guy. And I mean, you know how high I was on him when he first came in and was having those matches. You know, he had some big matches last year with um, Hangman. I think there may have been one with Mox or, mm -hmm. or Claudio for the ROH title. Like, you know, all losses, but it all he had great performances and really built to this point. Um, yeah, I fucking love it, and I can't wait. They haven't announced when this match is going to be. I would maybe think at Wrestle Dream on October first, but yeah, that's coming. Maybe up not. Rapidly. I mean, yeah, yeah, like maybe they'll save it for Full Gear. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, shit, it's, it's crazy. We've got another pay per view. What a week from this Sunday, yeah, no, the Whiplash, and like, th there's already stuff announced for it, right? Yeah, we've got Swerve Dan and Hangman. We've got uh, ZSJ and Daniels, which would be fucking awesome. And then, which yeah. an, an, on Collision, FTR versus Aussie Open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the main I'm three there. Very, very excited. They had a match at New Japan's Royal Quest in England last year, and it was fucking fantastic. So, yes. Um, but yes, so moving on. Um, so yeah, good. Just kind of on that theme of. I think AEW is getting back on track again. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, again, the I'm not sure how I feel about monthly pay-per-views, which it certainly seems like that's where they're headed again. Yeah. I mean, that should that, be that... a lot of great shows, but I liked the four and they could. Oh, yeah. Maybe this will help them tell stories now that it... they know they have to build to a big show every month. Maybe Hopefully it will, but that'll kind of help, but, but it but could I'll, go the opposite. Yeah, it, it also seems symptomatic of just like the bloated roster and kind of, you know, it seems yeah. like it could be another symptom of of just all of this, of them just wanting to kind of just, you know, get things bigger and bigger. But but yeah, I mean, I just I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it turns out, you know, it turns out the other way, but, you know. We'll see. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, this seems like another forbidden door, too. It seems like it's going to be kind of maybe half storyline matches and half kind of dream things. You know, yeah, the thing is, though, so New Japan thing. has a show on that day. Uh -huh. So a lot of their, like, top talent are already, like, on that show. But ZSJ and Osprey are two that are not. And there's, like, a small smattering of other guys. So it's not going to be Forbidden Door in the sense of, like, there's going to be a ton of New Japan yeah, guys. Yeah, but yeah, I like totally get what you mean in terms of, like, like the Danielson Zack Sabre Jr. is obviously a dream match. Right. Which, I don't love throwing that term around all the time, but yeah. this is a dream match and it's never happened before. I don't think it's ever happened before. Yeah. Um, if it has, it's been a long time. But um, anywho, so uh, next is Blackpool Combat Club with our guy, Alex Marvez, who I feel like uh, hasn't been on much lately. Obviously, we're now into the swing of the NFL season, which that is kind of his primary job doing NFL radio and other things of that sort. But good to see him there. Um, big, big football guy yeah this is when they announced that tag match on collision that i mentioned and then kingston or phoenix showed up and then kingston showed up and just stared at claudio and said one more week 
And I can't fucking wait for that one. And yeah. Kingston had such a great promo on Collision, too. That is... Yeah. It's a stacked card for Grand Slam next week, and we'll go over it, but that might be the show stealer there. Their match mm-hmm. at uh, ROH pay-per-view in April, I can't remember. Supercard of Honor, I think it was, was fantastic. So yes. that is going to be great. Um, and then this, I think we missed when we were like going to the bathroom or getting a beer. There was a quick segment with Hook and Orange Yeah, Cassidy. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we didn't miss that. And that was continued on collision with they had a very little fun interview with Renee where they were both just like eating Doritos and not really saying much. But they're going to be tagging together, which uh, we talked previously. I guess it was off air about what's next for Orange Cassidy um, after dropping the international title to Moxley, which we'll get to that at the end. Fantastic match. Um, And this is good. I mean, you know, it's. After dropping that, it's like he needs to kind of, I don't want to say fade to the background, but just take a small step Yeah, back. yeah, yeah, do something a little different. And I think yeah. a tag team with Hook is a very entertaining uh, possibility mm-hmm. here. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think, you know, th- that's one thing that's really going to kind of help Hook, you know, kind of like, you know, now that the training wheels and the kids' gloves are off, that's going to just bring him into a storyline that I think, you know, considering like, what the crowd kind of thinks of him. He's pretty well suited for. I think people still like hook for more Mimi reasons. And I think that just fits better with orange Cassidy than no like doubt. Dead ass serious matches. Absolutely. And then up next, we got the women's four way match to determine the number one contender at grand slam and Tony storm defeated Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose only six and a half minutes. Um, you know, I don't really have a ton to say. Short match, but, you know, four quality, quality wrestlers here. I'm loving the new character Tony Storm is portraying. I don't know. Mm. I think you watched the Dynamite the previous week. Um, what was it? Chin up, tits out, and look out for the shoe. Yeah, 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 um, that's it. And then she had another interview on Collision. I love it. It's something completely different. I don't even know how I would describe it. Um but she is just she's feeling it and uh I'm here for it, but uh I don't think she's probably gonna beat Soraya though. No, no, I don't think so. I kind of hope she does because I would love to see this new persona uh with the championship. I think that would be very, very entertaining. But... Yeah, no, I think it would be, but I don't think they'll take it off Soraya that fast. Probably, you know, although who knows? Because we don't truly know, like obviously she's had matches, but there's been reports of like, you know, she's not gonna be going out there every week because she's you know, she had that career-threatening concussion, you know, wow. series of concussions. So it wouldn't shock me, you know, because obviously the win at Wembley at All In with her family there was, I don't want to say a publicity stunt, but, you know, that was a feel-good moment for her and yeah. wouldn't sh- and wouldn't shock me if Tony got it back. But I I could see Soraya getting a little bit of a run here. Yeah, no, I could see, I could see it too. But, and I mean, you know, I think – with all like the fanfare, just like not just in the match, but just about her in AEW, you know, she's like somebody in that women's division that just kind of has some star power outside of their homegrown talent. So you might as well let her hang on to it for a little bit. For show, for show. Okay, next we got the promo between La Sex Gods, Jericho and Sammy. They kind of showed a, a fun little video package with some like very like melodramatic, feel good type music. Right. Um, Jericho kind of talked about discovering Sammy and, you know, telling Tony Khan to sign him. You know, they've been together since day one, which is, you know, 
they've obviously had a few rifts, but they've but never the, really the most been part true. Yeah. They've outside never of, been split up, you know? Yeah. Outside of that, um, inner circle stuff with MJF, that's the one big part where I remember, remember Sammy left for like a month. Yep. You know? Yeah. Or he was just off TV and Sammy's whole thing. You know, he, he thanked Jericho, you know, I looked up to you as a kid, but you know, his whole point was I can't be who I want to be as long as I'm in your shadow. Um, so, you know, this was, it was a very, it was mostly friendly, but I think there was definitely a little bit of tension. Um, just looking here, seeing if I missed anything, but I, I enjoyed this. And I think definitely since I did too. Ty Conti, obviously she's pregnant, um, but even before that happened, they'd kind of pulled her and Sammy apart like on screen, which obviously has been great for Sammy. You know, I'm... <laughs> more in his camp now than I'd been in a long time. Yeah, they, they kind of made you forget about it a little bit. Yeah, he's been doing do. he's been doing good work. He's definitely been presented more as a baby face. Uh -huh. um, but I think he's best as a heel and I would like to see him have a nice heel run on his own, you know, right. like yeah. without without the shadow of Jericho. No. So maybe he kind of beats Jericho with a low blow or some kind of way like, you know, he couldn't do it clean and had to take the shortcut, which yeah. that's what Jericho's kind of always done. So like mm -hmm. that's kind of you could kind of have build the story off of that, but um I also could see and this was I can't remember it was one in the people in that text group of Azar, JCB and Tom brought up a potential feud in the future between Sammy and Daniel Garcia, who were both part of the jazz. They've tagged together. And man, Garcia, you know, last year when he won the pure title in Buffalo, got a big baby face reaction. That's his hometown. Mm -hmm. Had that great feud with Danielson. We know this kid's got it. He's really getting that silly dance. Yeah, the silly People dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving it. Yeah, that time he spent with Jerrica really paid off. Just so to, I, just to give him a personality. So we just talked about a potential heel Sammy versus baby face Daniel Garcia feud down the line that could maybe spin out of this because I, for I think Sammy's got to beat Jericho. Um, <laughs> It just it just makes too much sense. I mean, Jericho does not need that win. No, he doesn't. Um, even if Sammy has to cheat to win, which I think he should. I think that would be the best thing for the story. But I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, yeah. Again, I, this whole card is loaded. Um, but yeah, what do you think of all this? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was all very entertaining and just kind of a really great return to form for all of this because there's been so much nonsense with just kind of Sammy and like... Um, you know, and then Jericho's just kind of had those mom those moments of just kind of like incompetence or just like not really seeming like he's up to the challenge or of just, you know, having singles matches even. But uh, but no, this seemed like just kind of one of those moments where you're just reminded of just how great he is um, and that like this has just been a really long time coming. And yeah, I think this is definitely something. Uh, when's this match again? It's this Wednesday. On oh, Grand this Wednesday, Slam, Dynamite so. Grand Slam. OK, yeah. so yeah, that, that'll be very exciting. Um, so yeah, no, and I definitely agree with you. I think Sammy has to win, you know, like I think again, a win does nothing for Jericho and it just does everything for Sammy and where this story could potentially go, you know? So I mean, again, I'm, unless it's a Jericho win and then Sammy like beats the shit out of him after that, that's right, the right. only way I could see Jericho no, winning. No, no, the story has to continue. This is a starting point, not an ending point. 
Yeah, and that that just kind of hit my head. It's like Jericho could win, and Sammy kind of like, "Fuck, I'm not good enough. Fuck you. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." And that's right. kind of how he turns heel. Uh-huh. So I that's what I see. I either see that or him, you know, using some sort of heel tactics to win. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me if he won clean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I, for one, I think he's better as a baby face and could thrive in that role. Or excuse mm-hmm. me, as a heel and could thrive in that role. Not that he couldn't as a baby face, but I just I'd rather see him as a heel. And I think yeah. this is a a good potential spot to what maybe not pull the trigger right away, but kickstart this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. No, I think this is again like just sort of a a a really nice beginning for like a nice. You know, maybe not an entirely new story, but something that would still at least be be fresh and entertaining. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, the quality has been good here since we switched to old trusty Zoom. But I forgot since we don't have an account, we're on a little bit of a limit here. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so let's just go through this and then we can restart because I think it's like 40 minutes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, we got we got nine. Yeah. Well, the next thing, and damn it, I totally forgot to send you the Steiner math promo video. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. I've, I watched it again since then. I think MJF did the exact same thing that mm-hmm. like said the exact same thing. So yeah. it was brilliant. I wish MJF was there in front of the crowd, but he was not. It was a pre-taped video, but it was fucking hilarious. And I'm sorry I forgot to say oh, no, that. It's all, you, no, it's all You would good. have much bigger appreciation for it, but yeah. I will. Uh, I think I've seen it before. I, like, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, where he just, it's it's a bunch of math stuff that's just Just a bunch nonsense. of, like, 33% yeah. chance, and with my, you know, 50%, you know, whatever. I'm not even going to try yeah, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but... just, just a bunch of tail chasing. But, like, his was, like. Mathematics, yeah. I think his was trying to be serious. Really? It just yeah. completely yeah, yeah, it was, was just a com- mess. It was just and, hogwash. Yes, exactly. It was hogwash. Um, but yeah, MJF's parody of that was wonderful. And he did the note here is he did say that he will choke out Samoa Joe, which is very interesting. Um, so I think that just adds another layer Layer of of intrigue. Yeah, for sure. Just kind of guarantee because Joe obviously chokes people out with the coquina clutch or whatever they call it now. Um, but yeah, very, very intriguing. It would have been either way with Roderick Strong or Joe, but I think we all knew it was going to be Joe. And yeah. Roddy's doing some great work and will still be a part of this storyline. So, okay, next we have Hangman Page defeating Brian Cage with Prince Nana in 12 minutes, four seconds. Let's give it up for Prince Nana, man. <laughs> that guy is fucking awesome and his dance too is definitely getting over as well yeah. uh people loving it but yeah that guy's a hoot um glad he's around but yeah very very solid match here um yeah. you know they've they had a couple they've like built it as hangman versus cage three which mm-hmm. is funny because the last two matches were both in like 2021 right yeah yeah, yeah. for a long time ago yeah yeah and it's not like it was some like huge rivalry by any means but yeah they did... it, it, it was during hangman's like like slow ascendance like at the bottom exactly. if i remember yeah if I recall well correctly. the one yeah. the one that i remember the one that he won which i think was match two was at double or nothing <clears throat> 2021 which okay was... yeah yeah i think i know what you're talking <clears throat> the about, first yeah. show when they had fans again or first pay-per-view when they had like you know full 30 percent capacity yeah, i don't yeah. think it was full but they had cheering fans there and it was a great i think that might have kicked off the show actually yeah um but yeah very good match here i thought the highlight was um cage doing the deadlift german suplex off the second rope out of the ring into the ring was uh 
definitely a sight to behold live yeah. no Dude, doubt about it dude's a total monster yeah look great with that face paint too i mean he's he's a guy when you watch him live stands out yeah. because he's just such a fucking unit and he is so big and can move so well um yeah. i think i think i saw I think it was at the not the Lexington Dynamite we went to, but the week after in Dayton. Pretty sure he wrestled Takeshita, which was another awesome match to be there in person for. But yeah. Cage remains very underrated. The guy's awesome. Um, but yeah, these two have good chemistry. Just great, great action here, kind of in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Swerve came out and was just watching from the ramp pretty much the entire time. Yeah, yeah just standing there. Yeah, you know, which is great. Um, but yeah, Hangman gets the win with a dead eye, actually, which was rare, even though it, the execution wasn't the best. His head didn't even come close to hitting, but that's OK. We don't want him to get hurt. But I remember it was a nice like transition into the move, into the finish because he had missed the buck shot. And but anyway, very, very fun match. Um, And then we got Swerve talking. <laughs> I forgot he started it by saying. What up, turd? And I listened yeah. to a uh, band from Ringside last week, and they were using that drop all the time on the show. Like, mm-hmm. What up, turd? Yeah, because Swerve's just been calling people turds, and mm-hmm. I think it's very funny. Um, but Hangman said he thought for one second Swerve had some balls, but he thinks they're still in Prince Nana's Burger King crown. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, this all built to Swerve challenging him. Um at Wrestle Dream in his hometown of Seattle. So that will be a very interesting match because Swerve definitely a heel, but in his hometown, Hangman had kind of been not getting lost in the shuffle recently. You know, he'd been doing the team things with the elite and whatnot, but in terms of like a big singles program, he hasn't really had anything major since he lost the title well no. you know, over a year ago at this yeah. point. So I'm very excited about this. Like I said earlier, it's so fresh. Um, oh, and we did have the Bucks coming out because mm-hmm. um, they or Cage had attacked Hangman at while Swerve was talking. Bucks come out, super kick uh, Nana and Cage, and yeah. So uh, yeah, no, and I think this is a bit. This is definitely just sort of a big way to get Hangman sort of back and everything because they did the reunion with Kenny and the Bucks, which is like nice and you know kind of. Um, I don't know, just sort of a feel good thing to, to see that happen. That was definitely a big feel good moment, especially like considering all the ups and downs of drama. But yeah, I think now it's time for Hangman to just work his way back into the championship picture. I did say while we were at the show that um, Hangman uh, has not had a rematch against MJF, has not been given that yet. I know. So yeah. like that, you know, like I would be surprised if that wouldn't happen because Hangman's always sort of like a baby, you know, and I know M- MJF is like pretty hardcore baby face now, but you could still have some heat between the two. Like, I still think Hangman is Oda Reach match and it would be great. You know, I would like to see it. Well, rematch from what? The championship. Oh, well, I thought you meant against MJF, but yeah, because that's yeah, the thing yeah. we've talked about. Like that match yeah. has been sacred. You know, yeah. they haven't really, I think they had, the one match for the first Dynamite Diamond Ring, it was uh-huh. those two. It was like a 10, 12-minute match, yeah, yeah, so yeah. nothing major. But they haven't touched it. And that was like very early days right. of Dynamite. Right, so right. four years ago. Yeah. So And we've talked on this show about that plenty well, yeah. of like, when are they going to do Hangman versus MJF? But yeah, to, to the, me, to, now yeah. does not feel like the right time. Mm-hmm. 
because MJF is a baby face, but who the fuck knows? I mean, well, I, and, I, and, and, and Hangman's just kind of mired in this story over like mired is a bad word for it, but like, you know, it's just kind of involved with like bucks and the elite and stuff like that. And like, well, you could still have like your Kenny MJF thing. Like that's another just sort of big thing. That's just not like in the orbit right now, but like, there's a lot of intriguing directions that can go. And it's not that the MJF story is in like a bad, it's in a great spot with, with all the Adam Cole stuff. Um, but there's still just a lot of great challenge, like, you know, like just good people out there. And I mean, did MJF and Moxley have a rematch? Maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of. No. So not since MJF had beaten Mox. No. Okay. Okay. So that, um, so that hasn't, but I mean, Mox is kind of off doing his own thing. Now, yeah. Too. He's got the international. He'll probably be away from the main title picture for a while. Cause I feel like he's going to hold that belt for a long right, time. Yeah. And he's already won it twice, but there's lots of, you know, Lots of great matches that are like still out there that would just have like a lot of, you know, like a lot of like really old AEW history. And like, what history does MJF and Kenny have? Like any at all? I don't think so. Now that you bring that up, like, because when Kenny was champ, they never had a match. That's for sure. No. Nope. Um, and even before, I can't. No, I don't think there's any. So, but again, I don't know. I mean, I thought there was a decent chance Cole was going to take it off him. He still could. I mean, I don't think Samoa Joe's going to beat him. No. I would love it if he did. Yeah, I'm I think that'd be, be honest. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, but in New York, especially, I just don't see. I think that it's going to be great. And let's not discount this brief story. Um, and we got to switch here real quick. So let me yep. just finish this thought. The promo with Samoa Joe and MJF Dynamite prior to the one we were at to two weeks ago was fucking fantastic and got me really, really excited for this match. And Samoa Joe has just been doing great, great work of late. And uh, I'm fucking yeah. pumped. No, yeah, I, I would love that, too. If, if some, I mean, what a year for Samoa Joe would it be? It'd be I mean, he held the TNT tie. He was the king of television. Mm-hmm. Then he actually became the king of streaming television with his role <laughs> Sweet Tooth. And then now he's... um. <laughs> You know, for him to win, like, like this would be a year of Joe, like a surprising out of nowhere year of Joe. But I think that would be a fun person to take it off him. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, it's like in the 20 percent chance. You know, I'd say that's like about that. right. Yeah. All right. Let's do a new one here. All right. I think we should be able to get for 40 minutes. Speaking of Daniel Garcia, who we just talked about a bit ago, he had a quick little interview with Renee talking about his dance moves going viral and who showed up but Dan Callis. Yeah. Ooh, I'd kind of forgotten about that when we yeah, were I forgot what he said. Didn't, earlier. Didn't, yeah, didn't he say something like... Uh, well, so he mentioned the Don Callis family, blah, 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 and Garcia put his hands up and did the dance, which obviously popped the crowd, and then mm-hmm. he left, and Gar- or, <laughs> Callis just said, ooh, that's money. Oh, so, yeah, that's what it was. That's money. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I... Didn't I even think if about he liked her if he didn't. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't think about this when we were talking about him earlier. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know, I guess this is a possibility. I I would like to see Garcia go as a baby face because we haven't really seen that yet. So maybe we'll have him kind of maybe Takeshita goes after him next. I don't know. I'd rather yeah. see him not join than joining another heel faction that he was just in. Like I want to see him do something different, but. I'm at mm-hmm. least intrigued by this because, uh, I mean, I fucking love Callus, and uh, yep. yeah, again, this is at least something different, something new that uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll follow up on in some capacity. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely feels like it's you know a seed has been planted. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, next we have, this was just a bit of a popcorn match, but uh, still fun. It was Darby Allen and Nick Wayne defeating uh, Cool Hand Ange and Daddy Magic Matt Menard in 7 minutes 39 seconds. I know I got a little beer, took a piss during this match as well, but just fun live action. I mean, similarly, Darby, always a treat to watch live, you know, just fly around doing crazy shit. And, you know, young Nick Wayne certainly been impressive and, you know, he's obviously got a lot of room to grow, but um, he's yeah. uh, he's going to be a future star, I think. Yeah, but, yeah uh, no, he definitely is kind of like really, you know, like just has that. You said like it looks like a young Will Ospreay and just has that like skinny indie kind of kind mm-hmm. of built to him that I think he's going to like just fill out eventually. And then. Oh, yeah. And yeah. learn to talk. I mean, we haven't really seen him talk too much. Obviously, you know, he's just going to get better and better and better. So, yep. and of course, I love Cool Hand Ange and Daddy Magic. You know, we knew they weren't going to get the win, but they're always fun to see. And uh, again, this was just a fun match. You know, I think being there live more so than watching it on TV. But yeah, yeah and then exactly. Um, then after the match, we had fucking Christian, who's just been killing it of late um that countdown love everything christian has been doing i know we haven't really talked a whole bunch about it on here but he's been killing it in this kind of surrogate tnt champion role obviously he's carrying the belt around you know claiming to be the champ but it's actually luchasaurus um Uh but he said uh he was checking out nick wayne's mom's instagram account and wanted more bikini pics so he sent her sent her a dm about it um and then this all basically led to a challenge. It'll be Darby and Sting against Christian and Luchasaurus at Rampage Grand Slam. So that should be fun. Yeah, we that, know. Yeah, that, yeah, that should be fun. And again, Sting wrestling again. Like when is the like, like like you would think maybe like at a pay per view they'll do like his last match or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Try to make something of that. It'll definitely like be, be a big thing when it happens. Yeah. And I would yeah. guess it'll be sometime next year. I would think. Yeah. Next but year, you think? Gotcha. Probably. But uh, yeah. Okay. So it's main event time. And we already kind of talked about who won, but Samoa Joe defeats Roderick Strong in 11 minutes, three seconds. I thought this was really good action that ended very abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, with obviously choked out strong to get the win, which made yep. sense given MJF's comments earlier. But we looked at our phones and it's like there's it's nine fifty three. Yeah, there's a lot there's of time seven left. Seven yeah. minutes left, and not much happened in that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they uh Cole had come out. Um, which I loved. Scare like Roderick Strong as soon as Cole came out, mm-hmm. like went down and was faking the neck injury they put him on a stretcher they go through the whole rigmarole uh-huh. not great for a live crowd here no. i mean it was probably much more compelling on tv with yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 with, with angles and all that stuff but for, but yeah, we're just, just sitting there it's like yeah it was just, it why was couldn't just, this match have gone three more minutes yeah you know? it was just kind of lingering you know yes. it just kind of lingered and yeah, there was just kind of no real rhyme or reason or like area to direct your attention to so that Cole comes out, Joe ends up choking him out. And that's kind of how the show ends with Cole getting choked out, strong getting taken out on the stretcher, but clearly feigning the injury because of Cole's appearance. Um, but yeah, I felt I'm um, still a good match. No doubt. I just felt they were kind of just starting to get like, it never really got into that second gear. They were just kind of starting to get to that point and then it ended, but yeah really like the action for what it was and you know definitely more intrigue with this whole situation you know with cole um cole really being the centerpiece of everything here you know 
He's got his old friends with Roddy Strong in the kingdom. I still think ultimately this ends with him turning heel and yeah. reforming the original kingdom with Cole at the helm yeah. and possibly still winning the AEW title at some point. Uh-huh. Um, but again, we're along for the ride and it's going to be exciting um but not as exciting as samoa joe versus mj no no i think that's going to be the the, the the prima donna there you know like i said i think this could be just a pretty wildly interesting title change just on a big dynamite you know when was the last time they had like a world championship i think the only world championship winter, title change winter is I'm, coming winter i'm pretty is coming. sure yeah, yeah yeah the only one so they'd be due for another thing like that to really just kind of you know talk about attendance issues really like just try to hammer home the importance of the television product mm-hmm. i mean you know i guess you could do it on collision you know if you're really trying to do that but i mean i think at a dynamite like this it's a good time to do to do it as any yeah i mean but you still don't think it's going to happen do you no i, I still yeah. don't think it's going to happen but i think i'm trying to convince myself damn yeah it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I'm just intrigued by all this because you know Samoa Joe's inserted into this mix now. Like I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. I I feel like Cole's probably going to turn sooner than later. Like it feels mm-hmm. like at this point, like maybe they lose the ROH tag titles, which you know who knows when set, that could be. But sets something off. Yeah, something's got to happen, yeah. and I. Again, I just feel like MJF is going to stay in this babyface role for a while because it's fucking working. And yeah. to see him as a true babyface against Eel Cole after everything they've already been through and him with the kingdom, leading the kingdom, making that group that much more relevant. And I've really enjoyed everything those three guys have been doing thus far. Yeah. And Roddy, you know, soon as a match ends, they'll put the neck brace right back on him. Like I, those small touches, I think, are great. And yeah, I mean, again, didn't rewatch this to see how it kind of presented on TV. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, as yeah, to that. yeah, yeah. Because um, it had to have been more compelling, or there had to have been some sort of a a motive or a thing. Yeah, you know, well, that, just that having just the announcers just talking about every yeah. and just the importance of everything. Yeah. you know, would have helped. But yeah, like, where does Strong go from here? You know what? Is the kingdom, the current kingdom, are they involved at all in this title match? Because, again, now it, it all kind of seems wrapped up into one right now, at yeah. least. Yeah. But then, again, we have Wrestle Dream as well, two, less than two weeks away. Like, are we going to have – I doubt we'll have an MJF world title match there, especially, you know, just coming off Samoa Joe. And, you know, we know he typically doesn't defend mm-hmm. that belt a lot, but he has been a little more this year for sure. Maybe they do an ROH tag title match there. Yes. Um, I feel like that would make sense. I can't remember if they're... Oh, I think the Kingdom or Taven and Bennett, I believe, challenged at some point or maybe meant made mention because yeah. they were... They've been, I think, two-time at least Ring of Honor tag champs. So, obviously, they've got history with those belts. In fact, on the last Ring of Honor show before Tony Khan bought it, uh, Bennett and Taven had an incredible match with the Briscoes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a final send off for Ring mm-hmm. of Honor that was just yeah. excellent. So that's I I feel like that's going to happen. Those the Kingdom takes the ROH tag titles off of them, and that's what kind of sends Cole into a tailspin. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know I'm certainly intrigued by this entire title picture, and then you know this kind of whole story that could spin yeah. off from it, and then whatever like. Samoa Joe, you know, again, I don't think he's going to win. 
And it'll be intriguing to see what he does next because he's been presented and booked so fucking well this year. Um, I love it. And I, I think we've maybe talked about it a little bit, but Azar and I were talking about like on NXT probably three, mm. two, three years ago. He like he was Joe was out. Of, he was not wrestling for like right. over a year or two. Came back, had a match with Kerry and Cross, and it just kind of stunk. And Joe just looked cooked. Yeah. So for him to be where he is now and having the yeah, awesome it's a year that he's yeah. having is so great because yeah. he's amazing. And mm-hmm. you know his old you go back and watch some of his old matches with. I've only seen one of the Punk matches, but Styles he Styles Christopher Daniels had probably the best triple threat match ever. Mm-hmm. Just the guy's incredible, and I'm just yeah. happy to see him performing at a high level this mm-hmm. year after you know kind of being cooked a few years ago. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, very, you know, I'm not going to say this is the best dynamite in the world. It was, you know, I would say above average in the scope of things. But when you're there live, it's always better. And uh, we had a great time despite the small crowd. And uh, yeah, what you just overall, what impressions of the show? Oh, no, I had a good time. I mean, I think, yeah, um, the wrestling was good. You know, like I said, the small crowd was just kind of a thing I noticed at first, but you know, I was able to kind of tune out of that. And yeah, no, I had a really, really good time. I think it was just a, you know, for not having like super duper major implications right in the middle of a big build. Um, yeah. I thought it was a good show. You know, very entertaining. Yeah. And then we had rampage after I'm not going to get into it. You left a little early, but yeah, I, love, I, yeah, I did match. stick around for the Chris Statlander Jade cargo match, which was very solid. And one of, if not the best jade match i think um but i don't know if you have seen mm-hmm. seems like she is headed to wwe very imminently her wow. contract has expired so that and i left so like match ended and i kind of skedaddled but apparently there was a big hug between the two and a kind of send-off atmosphere backstage wow. and i okay. saw today that AEW officially removed her from their roster page on the on like their website. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, she gone. She gone, which isn't shocking. I mean, we've talked before. She is tailor made for WWE. Yeah, yeah, much more and WWE. They're than probably going to pay her a lot of money. And again, this is just rumors thus far is that she's going to be pushed immediately to the mm-hmm. main roster and given yeah. a big push. Again, who knows? This is dirt sheets. We don't know what's true, but yeah. I believe it. I mean, she's obviously still got a ways to go from a wrestling standpoint. Mm-hmm. But again, you speaking of you can't teach that. You can't teach the look, the aura, the presence, everything yeah. that she brings she's i think she's gonna be a fucking home run over there like i met her and bianca belair in a match like those two they're just both beasts Mm -hmm. i think that her and rhea ripley you know i think would be awesome i mean this doesn't surprise me nor upset me i think she's a better fit over there um you know it's not like we would get excited for jade matches but like she's another one you enjoy to see live because she's a spectacle Mm -hmm. um but yeah, if all this is true, which it seems it is, good luck to Jade. And I'm fucking intrigued to see what she's going to do over there because that, like, I wouldn't have been shocked if they put her in NXT because, like I said, she's still got a lot of room to grow, but she's a star right now. So what's the, you know, just bring her up there and she'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I for one, I'm excited to see her over there. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what she does. You know, I hold my breath on excitement just because excitement and her have not really been 
too Fair. tied together to be honest, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I definitely think it's the right spot for her. And I think she's going to, she's just going to like, like who she is is going to land a lot better there. You yeah. Know? Like I think if she did her undefeated stick in WWE, it would just land a lot better, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with the crowd, just, just with audiences in general. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy for her to, to get this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It should be. Oh, and also I didn't mention um, fucking smart Mark Sterling carried out a Brandon Phillips Reds jersey. Oh, wow. That went for cool the entrance. That. Oh, that's nice. I would assume he was there. I was kind of like trying to look around trying to see if he was there. Probably, probably down there in the front. But I'm somewhere. sure he was probably there. So, yeah. All right. Do you want to do um, do we want to go through all out or make let's do Grand Slam picks first since we just kind of got through all okay. of that. And then we'll just finish with a quick little. Very brief little all-out review yeah. since we're, you know, a week and a half removed. Gotcha. Hang so, on one second. Let me send a text back real quick. You're good. Yeah, and if you pull it up on Wikipedia, it'll have both the Dynamite and Rampage cards. So we'll uh, go over both. Rampage is just three matches. So. Gotcha. And five on Dynamite. But, yeah, this is very much a pay-per-view-worthy card, as kind of Grand Slams always have been. I mean, this has always been one of those special Dynamites um but yeah i'm very very pumped for this show do you have it up yes i do all right let's go in reverse order here on wikipedia so we'll start uh with john moxley versus ray phoenix we both kind of talked about this earlier i think mox is definitely winning but this should be a fucking awesome match and probably the opener i would think this feels right for the opener but uh yeah you you taking mox as well yeah i'm taking mox for sure okay and then I would. It's hard for me to pick between Claudio Eddy and Samoa Joe MJF for the match I'm most excited about. So I'm not going to pick it and just say both. But next, we've got Claudio Castagnoli, Ring of Honor World Champ versus Eddie Kingston, New Japan Strong Champion. It is winner take all title versus title. I'll let you pick first. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. Me too. I think this is Eddie's. I think this is Eddie's moment. Um, I think he's about to receive the biggest push of his career. Yeah. Um, we were taught Azar was saying like, oh, Eddie loses all the time. And yeah, he does. But I looked it up. He's only got I couldn't remember if his match against David Finley in the G1, which you yeah. don't know. I couldn't remember if that was clean. But aside from that, only two clean singles yeah. losses this year, one being to Claudio, one being to Tomohiro Ishii in the G1. Yeah. But yeah, I'm picking Eddie. He already lost to Claudio earlier this year. There's so much realism in this feud, you know, the real past between them, the true, I'm going to probably hatred, uh, definitely mm. dislike between the two, especially Eddie towards Claudio. It's real. I love it. Um, but yeah, his promo, he was saying they used to be roommates and I'm not going to get into it, but it was very impassioned. He dropped a ton of F-bombs that they bleeped out. It ruled Eddie Kingston. In his home state of New York. It was a lot about New York. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You come to New York, that. you're in my home. You, you ready? Yeah. I wish I could remember more what he said. It was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Eddie Kingston. And I. this is going to be fucking awesome. I w- like it sucks because this is a dynamite and there's only so much time and these yeah. matches are all going to get, you know, 12 to 14, 15 ish minutes. Um, yeah. But expect that these guys are going to beat the piss out of each other and it is going to be wonderful yeah up next jericho versus sammy we talked a lot about this earlier i'm taking sammy 
But it wouldn't shock me, like I said, if Jericho wins and Sammy beats the shit out of him after. What do you think? Yeah, I would say I, I'm going to still go with Sammy. Yeah. Like, that just makes too much sense. Yeah, it'd be a big, maybe the biggest win of his career. You know, I'd have to kind of think about. Obviously, he's won the TNT title a couple times. Um, but, yeah, to beat the guy that he's been with for since day one, uh, one of the greatest of all time, one of my favorites of all time, would be huge. Okay. Yeah. Soraya, Tony Storm. I want Tony Storm. Like I said, it wouldn't shock me if she won, but I'm with you. I do think Soraya will win and, yeah. you know, keep this a little bit longer, yeah. like you said, because she does have as much star power as anyone, you know, probably yeah. even more so than Britt Baker in mm -hmm. this women's division. So, yeah. yeah, I'll take Soraya. Yeah, no, I'll take Soraya too. No, I think it's just that too early. Too and early then to MJF, Mimosa Joe. This is going to be awesome. I can't fucking wait. Uh, I think I am a little more excited about this since it's a first time match, but I don't yeah. know. They're yeah, both no. going to be so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm taking MJF. I think 20% feels about right in terms of Joe's chances. But again, I wouldn't be like completely floored if it, I would be floored in the sense of excitement and just, you know, slightly bewildered. Yeah. But, you know, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. But yeah, MJF, are you sticking with him? Or are you going to make the uh, wild? Card you know, pick? I'll I'll just go with Samoa Joe. Oh shit! The same picks. Oh shit! Might as well. You King know, of the ham tits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with Samoa Joe. All right, and our three matches on Rampage: Christian and Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen and Sting. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Sting gets his first L. He won't take – I don't think he takes the pin, but I just – Christian's on too good of a run right now, and I think him beating Sting would give him so much shit to talk. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that would add, like, a lot of juice to it. I Like, my, my head definitely says Darby and Sting, but I'm going to go with the heart here and say <laughs> – which is weird because Christian is, has no heart right now. Yeah, right. Uh, but I'm going to take Christian and Luchasaurus. I'll go Darby Allen Sting. You know, like, I think – uh I mean, they've, they've been pretty hot lately, and, you know, like, this is not, like, a, a belt match, even though, like, if this were Darby Luchasaurus, like, again, you know, I don't, I still think Luchasaurus, like, just still, and Christian Cage still have a lot of mileage to get out of that TNT title, but but I don't, I don't know if they'll take give Sting his first L, so I'm going to go with Darby and Sting. Next, and this was announced on Collision for the six-man, or the Ring of Honor trio, or I guess they call them the Ring of Honor World Six-Man tag team championships we've got the champions mogul embassy which is cage and the gates of agony bishop khan and toa leona against the elite young bucks and hangman adam page who were once ring of honor world six man champs many many years ago i'm gonna pick the elite here i think um the mogul embassy have had these belts i feel like for a year they've defended them a lot on ring of honor maybe yeah. a handful of times on dynamite over the year um, but I, I feel like the elite are going to win here. Um, but I don't know. Cause thinking it like, but I also don't know who's going to, I could see swerve beating hangman actually. So yeah, I'll stick with the elite here. Yeah. I'm going to go with the elite too. 
you know yeah. i think yeah that 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 just kind of seems just obviously they're sense. the bigger more popular well-established team but you know the embassy has had these belts for a while they've been dominant on ring of honor but they certainly haven't yeah. faced a uh-huh. team like this so yeah i think this whole card is it's all tag or trios matches thus far i imagine maybe one more gets added but should yeah. be fun with the final being for the aew trios titles the acclaimed and daddy ass against the dark order evil uno john silver alex reynolds kind of getting a fresh coat of paint here recently yeah yeah you know getting some nice being more healed they're kind of being more heels a little there was like a like an old school dark order like recruitment type promo recently i can't remember what show that was on it might have been last week's dynamite i don't recall but these guys you know we love these fucking guys obviously from the get-go Silver being, you know, one of our early favorites after we started this show. Um, and, that you know, they've, like a lot of people in the mid-card, have kind of been yeah. shuffled in and out. But I'm ha- certainly happy to see them get a light shined on them. Um, Silver and Bowens had a nice little singles match on mm-hmm. Collision last week. But I'm going to take the acclaimed here. I don't think uh, I don't think they're losing them quite yet. Yeah, no, I don't think the acclaimed is either. I think, you know, this is... You know, especially like after losing it to the guns and then just kind of, you know, sort of, you know, sort of going off to the side for a little bit. They need a big return. And I mean, they had a big match at last year's Grand Slam, too. I think that's, that's when, when they, they won, won the tag title. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think they take the L here by virtue of that. Did you happen to see they released the new acclaimed pink scissor title belts on AEW shop.com? No, 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 I haven't guess, seen it at all. Guess how much cool. they cost. Uh, $200. $5,000. Are you serious? Oh, my Lord. Now, I don't know if you just get one or three, but $5,000. Who that's the wild. fuck in their right mind is spending $5,000? That's, that? that's, that's really wild. That is insane. Yeah. But very funny. If anyone does spend 5000 on that, you're a ding dong. Yeah. Okay, let's quickly just go through All Out since we never talked about it. Let me pull it up here. We will just do a very little brief run through because I thought this was an awesome show. I thought it was pretty great, too. As good or better than All In, frankly. I mean, I think the wrestling was better on this show Mm -hmm. as a whole. But, you know, you can't take away from what the spectacle was of All In. And despite them lying about the attendance and uh, whatever, I mean, both shows again back to back great pay-per-views um and yeah i think it'll continue with wrestle dream so um so speaking of the dark order they challenged for the roh tag titles in the opener against cole and mjf obviously lost 1408 a little longer than i remember yeah I, yeah I, yeah I, remember. I didn't love this match i thought they leaned a little too hard into the comedy and everything um this was like the first big yeah. cole mjf it wasn't like i hated it and they did that neck thing with mjf where they took him but it was just a little too heavy-handed for me yeah uh but still a fun little opener yeah. um but yeah i thought with the neck thing and just like an over obviously it's been a comedy thing but it just laid it on a little thick for me here but mm-hmm. still a solid little opener what'd you yeah. think yeah i thought it was pretty solid i mean to be honest it was a i watched this show in like three different increments yeah, yeah. yeah and then this beginning is, is 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 a little far back in my brain so well, and like, admittedly it really kind of picked up you know yeah. well i guess 
I mean, really, from Danielson Starks on, it was fucking awesome. But, yeah. you know, anyway, we'll, we'll work our way through it here. Second match was a short one, but a good yeah. one for the six minutes and 23 seconds. It got Samoa Joe defeating Shane Taylor to uh, retain the ROH Television Championship. Had you seen Shane Taylor before? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had no idea who he was. I haven't seen a ton of him. I caught some of his matches in the later era of Ring of Honor and of some of the new era of Ring of Honor. Guy's a beast. I know Tom, yeah. big fan of him. Um, I definitely like everything I've seen. He showed up on collision with Lee Moriarty. So uh -huh. getting him back in the mix, getting those two guys together. They were yeah. talking with Keith Lee. So... Just good to see those three guys uh, getting yeah. a little bit of a light shine on them. But, yeah, I thought this was a fun sprint match where they just yeah. kind of threw haymakers at each other and just two mm -hmm. big, beefy boys going at it. Yeah. Next, we had uh, Luchasaurus uh, retaining against the TNT title against Darby. Darby, yeah, yeah, that was that match. I was trying to remember when that seconds. was. Yeah, yeah. good Good stuff here. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Obviously, he threw Darby around like a rag doll, big man, little man. You know, Luchasaurus, he's been great. I mean, Luchasaurus is the fucking man. Obviously, before the heel turn, you know, he was always super over mm -hmm. with the crowd no matter what. Yeah. Um, and in this kind of monster, badass role, love what he's doing. Christian's henchman. I'm digging it, and I thought there was a small chance Darby would win here, but I'm happy Luchasaurus kept it, so we can kind of keep this thing going with yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah, keep this thing because yeah, like that 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 heel stuff. I think is some pretty, just a pretty fun little B story they got going on. I gotta yep. say, yeah. Speaking of meat, they made a meat meme out of this match. Miro, mm -hmm. the Redeemer, defeats Powerhouse Hobbs. You remember Powerhouse Hobbs, right? I do. Yeah. Fifteen I'm minutes. 34 seconds great match here great to see miro again in a pay-per-view match and hobbs too i mean this was definitely one of his better singles matches i can remember um and again these two guys just beat the crap out of each other the chicago crowd was chanting meat the whole time which i thought was very funny um and they even made a t-shirt out of it that just says meat this <laughs> so, meat um, but then a big story coming out of this was Miro's hot and flexible wife, the former Lana CJ Perry coming out, hitting Hobbs with a chair after the match. And then a very interesting moment where Miro kind of looked at is like, you know, what are you doing here? And then just walked away. Yeah, which I dig. And, you know, he he and her both had like video promos on collision this week. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm happy to see Miro back in action. I mean, he'd been gone for so long and I love the guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I was very happy with this match and just yeah. to see him back on our TV screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think Miro definitely just kind of belongs, you know, like, you know, just belongs in this, you know, just definitely in the mix in AEW and yeah, it's been a shame that he's gone so long. Okay, next, Statlander defeats Ruby Soho, 12 minutes, 20 seconds. You know, solid run-of-the-mill women's match here. I don't really remember too much mm -hmm. about it, but I remember it being solid and nothing yeah. to write home about. But, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shit, I, I lost my all-out tab here, my bad. That's okay. Well, no, the show good. No, really no, no, kicked no. into high gear. And, oh, no, did you have something to say? Oh about no, it was that. Statlander and Ruby Ruby Soho. I figured. Um, yeah, not yeah, yeah, not not in particular. I think that one. That's again, okay. In the back. The, the, see, this is when I really remember things kicking. Oh yeah, 
Let's yeah. kick it into high gear. Brian Danielson defeats Ricky Starks in a no DQ strap match, 16 minutes, yeah. 39 seconds. So the rumor was that Starks was going to challenge CM Punk for the quote unquote real world championship in the main event of this show. Obviously, yeah, no. CM Punk done and got his ass fired. Yes. So what a replacement this was. Danielson coming back early from his broken arm. You know, he admitted after the show that Starks kind of carried him through it. You know, they did everything they could to, you know, not use his arm. But man, what a fucking war this was i absolutely loved it so bloody for both guys the finish reminiscent of stone cold bret hart wrestlemania 13 where starks is getting choked out by the belt you know lifting up trying to give everything he can his face is getting purple and he just slowly fades fades and fades and fades away yes yeah and, and just a lot of great camera angles and just great acting from these guys oh. you know just like yeah like that that was kind of especially with starks, starks. you know because a lot of times starks is acting is just a lot more like um bravado and stuff like that you know just kind of like the, like like those you know looks that are always compared to the rock and this was just kind of just another much more visceral side from him uh, that that I, I just I just really hadn't seen in like the pay-per-view and just the length of the match and how brutal it was really brought it out. It was Yeah, and I mean, he's definitely been being more of a, a heel of late as well. And I've loved every bit of it. And best match of Ricky Stark's career, no yeah. doubt in my mind. And yeah. hats off to fucking Danielson, man. The guy yeah. time and time and time again over delivers even far from 100 percent healthy i absolutely loved this match i went four and three quarters on three matches in this this kenny Takeshita in the main event mox cassidy but this was my favorite match of the night indeed yeah. next we had a match that i was very excited about that was good but did not quite meet my expectations and that was claudio and wheeler yuda defeating the fun team of eddie kingston and katsuyori shibata 1550 again good match not a great match frankly i can't even remember much from it um but you know how much i love shibata obviously yeah. eddie um but just wasn't really as memorable clearly as we're sitting here you know we yeah. when was this show anyway oh it's two like two weeks ago oh yeah two <laughs> weeks ago yeah yeah it's been a minute yeah, yeah. um but yeah, BCC gets the win. But yeah, admittedly, I was more excited about this than it actually delivered, but still a fine match. I yeah, thought. yeah, it was still a pretty decent, decent, fine match. But uh, but yeah, you know, just some more BCC brutal um, hooligan bloody stuff. There you um, go. But this next one, this is th th this was definitely this and the last one and, and the Danielson Ricky Starks were definitely oh, centerpieces of this whole thing. Yes. Kanosuke Takeshita defeats Kenny Omega. 22 minutes 21 seconds mm -hmm. yeah this was just like your classic epic style mm -hmm. new japan type match big moves smooth counters many many near falls and just great great chemistry between these two guys um i can't remember offhand. <laughs> i should have read reread something about this because it has been so long i can't remember exactly how it finished if it was yeah. clean or not um, but fucking hell of a match here. No doubt. I mean, the best Takeshita singles match in AEW, I would say so. Um, and yeah, as we said earlier, huge, huge statement win for Takeshita pinning Kenny twice in a week. Cause remember he got that roll up pin over him at all in as well, yeah. which set mm -hmm. up this match. So yeah. 
fucking love it. Sky's the limit for Takashita. Yeah, no, completely. It is. And I think like this is just as big, like the, the first of many big moments that this guy is going to experience just kind of on his way to, you know, the inevitable world championship that he's going to win. I mean, this guy, you know, it's, you know, a really big, you know, over like over putting kind of match. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's only going to continue. You know, I think the guy's going to beat, um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh shit. Who's he? Abushi. Abushi. Yeah. Yeah. Abushi. Yeah. I almost said Naito. I, I, I went through all the other Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's another one he's going to win. I think he's just, you know, kind of moving up that mortal combat ladder mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of faces. So, um, so yeah, I think that's definitely one of the most exciting things AEW has brewing at the moment. Hell yeah. And I do want to say, I do think when he does win the AEW world title, it is as a baby face, but I mm-hmm. think he's got to have this dominant heel run because his off, I mean, before he had any story, any mm-hmm. character, he was just yeah. wowing these crowds because he's so big, so fast, so athletic. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking love him. And I just, yeah, that's, that's all I got. He's just the best. He's the man. Uh, Eight-man tag, Bullet Club Gold, bang, bang, gang, defeats FTR and the Young Bucks, teaming up a week after they face off at All In um, in 21-41. Very fun match here as well. Um, You know, there was obviously some kind of issues between FTR and the Bucks at first, but then once they kind of started really working together, um, I thought that was a fun thing to see. Um, but the bang bang gang get the job done. Juice they Robinson do. continues to just shine bright. Um, Jay, you know, Jay White's the fucking man. And I think that the guns are perfect in this group. Is just I'm not even gonna call them lackeys because they're not. I mean, they are integrated, they are legitimized yeah, it, by their world tag team well, win. Um, and not and a lot of and, and, and not a lot of wrestlers have really like you know taken like the last year. You know, it's an opportunity to like really rise up in the guns. I mean, you know, just like yeah, carry, like like just the opportunities that they've had and what they've capitalized on. I mean, damn, you know, they made the most out of their acclaimed Billy Gunn daddy ass feud, and then mm-hmm. now this, you know, like yeah, impressive. Yeah, and I think they just fit so well in this group right now, and I'm digging everything yeah. they're doing, no doubt. Yes. In the main event. Orange Cassidy's run finally comes to an end to Jan Moxley, 1943. I want to take back what I had said on our last episode about getting kind of tired of Orange. Yeah, I kind of was, but this match made it all worth it to me. I mean, what a fitting culmination conclusion to this run that he's been Oh, yeah, 326 days, almost a year. Yeah, and let me pull up the number of title defenses he had. It was 31 successful title defenses. That's pretty insane. Yeah, so impressive. Week in, week out. And yeah, I mean, admittedly, it felt like a lot of the same thing over and over, and he's never going to lose. And I wanted it to end a little bit earlier, but this was perfect. And a main, a pay-per-view main event, John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. Who would have thought two years ago that this could have been possible? And man, he just, Orange... He this this cemented him as a main event player, period. I mean, obviously, this whole run has done so. But for him to go out there in a true pay-per-view main event and Mm -hmm. deliver against the ace of the company, 
it warmed my heart. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was getting kind of emotional, like in the entrances yep, during yep. this match. Like it yep. was just fucking awesome. And this was just a great, like all AEW match. Like this is just kind of a celebration of, of what they have kind of cooked up slowly over their mm-hmm. you know uh, four year run. That's a great you know, way of putting know, th- it. Th- this wasn't, you know, just kind of a WWE guy or, or new Japan, you know, or anything that really like, I know Moxley's got a lot of history outside of WWE, you but know, he was uh, there from WWE day one, you know, but yeah, and, they're from, they're from the day top one. Guy, yeah. 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 Big top guy, legitimizing player, two time world champion against orange Cassidy, which is like one of your biggest like risks or, or, or gambits. And one of your biggest like ways that they can differentiate themselves. No doubt. WWE, like with orange Cassidy being able to work here, that probably really wouldn't work too well in WWE. You know, it was kind of a celebration of who they are and their and their just brand identity. Uh, and uh, and yeah, you know, I thought it was great um, in big part because of that. Bloody, 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 brutal, brutal, brutal. Yeah. And yeah, the I remember the parent like lot some finisher kickouts yeah. for both. You know, epic. This had an epic feel. But man, when Mox, because I think he had hit the paradigm shift and he kicked out and that second one he hit just had the most force I think I've maybe ever. It's like when he hit that, you knew Orange ain't getting up finally once and for all. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I was I was getting a little emotional during that match because obviously Orange has always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Of course, fucking loved Mox from wwe days and being a cincy guy makes it that much more and just carrying the banner for this company has just been fucking amazing and yeah yeah absolutely loved every bit of this um just good shit great shit yeah very 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 fun show yeah no and i think yeah yeah this is just sort of like a classic aew pay-per-view while all in was the bigger spectacle i think this was just the bigger just straight up wwe or aew god damn it (laughs) pay-per-view I agree. I think I enjoy. And granted, we were a little cashed watching the beginning of All In, and it, you know, it was great. But anyway, all right. Well, our time is running out here on our second Zoom. Oh, less than a minute. (laughs) Yikes! Yeah, we. we, Uh, But hey, we fought our way through it. This was great. Uh, As I've said before, hopefully, very soon, once I kind of start to stabilize my life a little bit, we'll uh, be coming back at you from a weekly basis. But uh, this was fun. Yes, very fun. Very fun. Okay, Very well, fun. I guess hopefully we'll uh, be back at you in a week. Yes, we shall. We better. All right, dog. Well, you have a good one. All right, you too, homie. Okay, bye-bye. Later.